0: G'day everyone. We are going to be probably spending a bit of time in Proverbs, so if you want to open back up to Proverbs. Um, however, if you do find it hard to flick, they the verses should also be appearing on the screen as well. Well, I don't know if you guessed, but our last in the series on identity and relationships is about friendship. Uh, this is the topic that we're looking at today. Uh, But we don't often talk about what does it mean to be friends, what is friendships, but most of us have them and friendships are vital. I remember being at a conference and the speaker shared that he was going through a really spiritually dry patch in his life and the person that helped him the most through it was a dear friend. And then the speaker went on to say that a good friend can be as refreshing as a holiday. I'm like, hmm. But then I actually thought it actually rang true. Have you ever had that experience where you've got a heavy heart, you're burdened, and you just go and speak to a friend and not only do they listen well, they emotionally connect to what's going on in your heart, they might be even be able to provide wise counsel and yet nothing in your situation has changed by talking to your friend but everything has actually changed because you have your spirits are lifted you've got a renewed sense of hope and a freshness to face the challenges of life that's that's what a good friendship can do and that's actually a wonderful thing but to be honest i think coming by and keeping friends isn't necessarily easier and as someone who is older than a lot of you guys, um, it actually gets harder as you get older and stodgy. (laughs) But I think actually it's probably true for you guys because where our society is at today, it's been commented that we live in a digital age where we are so connected and yet feel so lonely. And you may be feeling that too. You might have X amount of friends on social media, um, but out of all those friends, who would you share your heart with? You know, who would you reveal your deepest secrets with? And my guess is that they wouldn't be many, but maybe a few. So today we're going to look at God's wisdom for friendship. And for the rest of our time, I want to break it down in terms of these three things. You know, what exactly is friendship? And then secondly, why is it important? And then thirdly, how can we be better friends? So what exactly is friendship and what is a friend? Well, before I tell you what I think, I'm going to get you to talk to the person next to you. And I want you to have a crack at how do you define friendship. And if you don't know the person, make a new friend. Yeah. Go for it. have got 30 seconds. Five more seconds. Okay, that'll do. You've come to church and you've made a new friend, or it's your sibling, and you couldn't get away from them. Congratulations. What is friendship? Well, here's a, a crack at a definition a friend is someone you have intimacy with. Now, automatically, when we use the word intimacy, a lot of us will think of sex or that sort of physical romantic intimacy and that's actually not right. Our society leans that way saying that the only valid intimacy has to be of the romantic relationship and that's actually not true. Powerful intimacy doesn't need to be sexualized. Uh, I remember walking out of the movies having watched Captain Marvel with my wife Liz uh, and I was uh, look superheroes is my love language, so uh, if you want to be friends with me, that's what we're going to connect over. Um, and as I walked out of the cinema, I left really enjoying the movie, and I did not know why. And then it dawned on me: uh, it was because in the movie there's a lovely friendship between Carol and Maria. Uh, Captain Marvel is Carol. Carol can't remember who she is. And it's through her friendship with Maria that she recalls her memories. And, you know, most of the movies, or at least the ones I also watch, which are um, romantic comedies, um, have love interests. Um, But what was so refreshing is that their relationship is friendship. Because our society just sexualizes attraction, and powerful attraction is... isn't always sexual. And that's a wonderful thing we want to embrace and thank God for. And friendship is how we can have that intimacy and closeness, uh, which is a beautiful Mm -hmm. thing. Um, Friendship occurs when two people form a bond which binds them. Um, C.S. Lewis has a really lovely way to 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 I can't even say distinguish, oh my goodness. Um, between lovers and friends. Lovers look into each other's eyes, I love you, kind of thing. Friends don't look into each other's eyes, but look away, shoulder to shoulder, towards something else. You know, it's that kind of the, the thing that they have a common interest in. It's the moment you say, What? You love playing Hogwarts Legacy too? Oh my goodness, this is the best. It's that sort of thing. Okay, and I'm sorry for all you Hogwarts Legacy fans out there. Um, But it's the thing you bond over. It's the thing that you look at together. And you're drawn to each other by this common bond. And you respond then in kindness to each other, returning love and doing good to each other. So friendship has a level of intimacy that's more than just being an acquaintance or a neighbour. And so according to Proverbs 18.24, friendship brings something into your life that actually your family may not be able to supply. Have a look at Proverbs 18.24. We read it earlier, but the second half reads this. There is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. There's a unique necessity to friendships that sometimes family just can't provide and so friendship provides the space for this intimacy which is irreplaceable. But as you can imagine, if if you're gonna have closeness, then it takes time and it actually takes intentionality, doesn't it? So that's friendship, but why are they so important? Well, actually friends shape you. Friendship shapes you morally. Friends can change you. Um, You can see that maybe with some of your... You know, when uh, a person hangs out with a certain group of friends, they sort of change because of the friends that they're surrounded by. Um, Friends shape you morally. And that can be both good and that can be both really bad. They can make you want to love better. They can make you want to hurt others. They can point out your faults. They can persuade you to do terrible things but they can also help you open your eyes to the blind spots in your character. Friendship forms us. And so if friendship forms us, it's good and important to have good friends. And the book of Proverbs in God's wisdom continually says, fools perish either for lack of friends or for poorly chosen friends. If you wanna be wise, in God's world, you actually need good friends. But it's tricky because our culture keeps telling us to be whoever we want to be. And you know what that makes us do? That makes us get friends who always agree with what we want. And that's a terrible thing, to get friends who always agree and never pull you up. Good, Choose good friends because good friends form you, they shape you and actually um, they'll prevent you from doing stupid things. So how do you pick a good friend? Well, we'll start with what makes for poor friendship and then we'll go to what good friendship looks like. Well, firstly, poor friendship is one that's based purely on wealth. You, did you hear those, um, the proverbs on wealth? It's really superficial. But I think that's how we kind of operate. Have a look at chapter 19, verse 4. Wealth attracts many friends, but even the closest friend of the poor person deserts them. Uh, I think it's easy when we see someone who's rich and wealthy, um, we're attracted to them because of what they potentially can offer us. But friendship is two ways, and to base your friendship purely on wealth is superficial and fickle. And I think as well, this can extend to the beautiful people. It seems like the attractive people are the ones who seem to be able to pull the friends. But we must not be so fickle and superficial. Friendships must be based on something more than just say a person's wealth or even their gifts. Have a look at um, Proverbs chapter 19, verse 6. Many curry favour with a ruler, and everyone is the friend of of one who gives gifts. If you want to have lots of friends in the short term, give out presents, okay? But that will only last. And if you know um, the parable of the lost son, you know that uh, is true. Friendship needs to be built on common loves. It needs to be built on giving and receiving um, however, if you simply go into a friendship thing you just constantly receive, that'll be a poor friendship. So, that's poor friendship. It's based on wealth. But there's poor friendship based on poor character. And Proverbs 16, 28 uh, says this, "...the perverse person stirs up conflict and a gossip separates close friends." And so here there is wisdom and warning in terms of who you make friends with and warning us against making friends who have destructive behaviours, warning of uh, making friends who spread damage. Now, let's be clear, you are never going to be the perfect friend, okay? I just want to be clear, just in case you're thinking, yeah, I'm the best friend anyone could have. I'm sure no one was thinking that. But I just want to be clear, you're not going to be the perfect friend and any friendship... as a given, needs to have forgiveness and repentance. Uh, That's a given. Any friendship will need those qualities. And yet, good friendships can collapse immediately, sometimes overnight. And so it's a reminder of how, in some sense, um, tricky this territory can be and it's important that we choose friends well. So what makes good friendship? Well, uh, any... Uh, preacher tries to get you to remember using the same letter. I'm not even sure if that works, but here we go. Good friendship is about constancy, correction, and care. And so, first of all, constancy. What on earth does that mean? Let's have a look at Proverbs chapter 20, verse 6. Many claim to have unfailing love, but a faithful person who can find. Uh, a good quality in a great friendship is constancy, that's loyalty or commitment or, or faithfulness. Uh, I like to use the word stickability, you know, someone who has that kind of power to be able to hang in there, both in the good and the ill. And Proverbs 17:17 17, 17 reminds us that uh, a friend loves at all times. Now, let's be clear, and I think sometimes we think we can be friends with everyone we meet, but... I think it's okay to be honest that there are some friends that will come and go and that is okay. You can't be friends with everyone. And as I reflect on my friendships over the years, some friendships have just naturally finished based on geography or we finish school, university, I don't play in their soccer team anymore or I don't work with them anymore. What originally brought us together... well you know, when I I move away or change stages of life, well, naturally those friendships don't last. And I don't think that's something you beat yourself up about. That's just how I think friendship works. But I do have a smaller bunch of friends that I made uh, ages ago and they will keep up with me even if I move away, even if my life stage changes. And it's that constant faithfulness, which is such a beautiful thing. And you'll notice, uh, you guys are, you know, lots of you are young. You probably think I'm going to have—I'm going to have a billion friends, and I'm going to be so—I'm going to go deep with all of them. But as you get older, you realise that you, that's just not that's just not possible. So having a few deep friends is actually who are there consistently is a wonderful thing. Correction: Good friendship is based on correction. Uh, good friendship understands that it changes you and um, it changes you by words that is by rebuke and correction and so when we let's come over to chapter 27 if you haven't opened up the bible and you'd love to this might be a good opportunity to come up to proverbs 27 663 and we'll look at um, verse 5 better is open rebuke than hidden love wounds from a friend can be trusted but an enemy multiplies kisses Uh, Good friendship welcomes correction. It sees constructive criticism as something to be listened to and learnt from and not to be despised. And that's hard in our cancel culture, isn't it? We just want to just say no. But friendship is about friendly wounds. Now, what's a friendly wound? It's a word that your friend needs that's going to be painful but beneficial. But what if we're afraid of saying it? Because we're worried about what they might do or react? Well, of course, make sure your intention is always love and you're not to build yourself up at the expense of your friend. This is not an opportunity said, Liam told me I can just say whatever's frustrating and annoying about you, so this is how it is. No. You're doing it for their benefit and with humility. Good friendship is based on giving and receiving correction. You also need to be a good listener to someone's feedback as well. And I think it kind of builds on the famous Proverb uh, 27, verse 17. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. The sharpening from friends of mutual instruction concerning the matters of wisdom can help a person navigate life successfully. There's a wonderful story I heard of a wedding reception where the best man got up to do his speech and he said to the groom, thank you for having me as your best man. But more than that, I want to thank you that in our friendship, you've made me a better man. Oh, but that's it, isn't it? Good friendship helps each other to prepare for the ups and downs of life as well as avoiding making the same mistakes in the future. And so good friendship is about constancy, correction, but it's also about care, caring for our friends. Um, And you might, I don't know, Proverbs 27 verse 14 may seem like, what's going on there? If anyone loudly blesses their neighbour early in the morning, it will be taken as a curse. My, t- my my proverb, give that neighbour a coffee early in the morning. They are not a morning person, so do not shout at them and bless them. Uh, that's just my wisdom, that's not the proverb. But the point of all that is to say, you need to take good care in knowing your friends so that you say the right things at the right time. Uh, you need to know... Your friend's innermost thoughts. What pleases them, what hurts them, uh, needing to know your friend so that you can be careful in how you respond in friendship. But you know what's difficult about that? Is that if you want to know someone's innermost thoughts, what do you have to do? You have to be vulnerable. You actually have to share your innermost thoughts and share your heart with others and that can be risky but that's how you are able to get to know each other and care for each other and these are the these are the marks of good friendship constancy correction and care there's another definition of friendship um, which I think is excellent it's by Tim Keller Um, I'll, I'll put it up on the screen here Tim Keller says real friendship always lets you in and never lets you down. I think that's wonderful, isn't it? Real friendship always lets you in and never lets you down. Now, let's just pause in a moment and you're thinking, maybe you've got to this point and you've actually been deeply hurt by your friends. Maybe they've never truly let you in or they've badly let you down. And it's easy, isn't it, to point to others and say how they have failed. But the question I want to ask ourselves is how do you, how do we, go about being good friends to others? And where do we get the motivation? Because to be caring, to correct, to be faithful, uh, where do we get the motivation and the courage to be a good friend? Well, it all comes back we've got to go back to to the Gospel. And the remarkable news about the Gospel is that the God of the universe wants to be your friend. If you've thought about that in relation to other religions, no other religion, Hinduism, Buddhism, Islam, no other God wants to be your friend. They want you to serve them, no doubt, and worship, but they but no other God wants to be your friend and no other God will turn enemies into friends through our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's in Jesus Christ where, in fact, we have the fulfilment of he is actually our greatest friend. And this is good news for anyone who is feeling lonely. Jesus is your greatest friend and he is the motivation and our courage to be good friends with others because Jesus is the friend who will always let you in and he will never let you down. And just think about how uh, Jesus' friends treated him. Uh, if you read the Gospels and if you're not a believer and you don't know who Jesus is, read the Gospels. And if, when you read the Gospels, you'll be hitting your head at just how terrible the disciples treat Jesus. Uh, Jesus will say, I'm going to die. And what will they say? No, you're not. like, oh my goodness. Okay. Jesus will then start to make the road to his crucifix. And what will happen to Jesus, his friends? Um, They'll betray him. When he's in the Garden of Gethsemane, and this is the the time where he knows that um, he doesn't want to face God's wrath. He desperately wants his friends to be by his side and so he brings his friends along, doesn't he, in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he's just saying, look, stay awake, pray. And what, and what, what, do, we, what do the friends do in Jesus' hour of need? They're, they're sleeping. Imagine that. You're, you're going through the time where you need your friends and they, are just, they don't even know what's going on. And actually, that's you and you and I. We don't deserve Jesus' friendship, do we? But Jesus always lets us in, and He never lets us down. Turn to John fifteen, verse thirteen. And these are just love. Like if you want to know, see Jesus at His finest. Talk, uh, you know, talking with His friends and. Uh, john 14 and 17 a good 13 to 17 are good chapters but here in john 15 uh, verse 13 he says this greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends jesus lays down his life for his enemies so that they can be his friends jesus genuinely cares for your welfare he will turn up when you need him He'll make sacrifices to see that you're all right. He'll forgive you when you're an idiot. If you want to be a good friend, you need to ask yourself, actually, have I accepted Jesus' friendship? Because only by accepting Jesus' friendship, you'll know how to be a good friend because you know Jesus is a good friend. And Jesus' friendship actually shapes you. Have a look at verse 14 of chapter 15. And it might seem a bit of a front at at maybe initial reading, but it says, you are my friends if you do what I command. And you might think, oh, okay. But when we obey Jesus as our friend, remember, it's like the wounds, the friendly wounds that shape us. And as we cultivate this primary friendship by obeying Jesus, his friendship will then change us so that we'll be better friends to others. And so when we listen to Jesus' words and think, how can I obey this? We're reminded that these are the wounds from a friend who will benefit us. And as we not only listen but obey, we're changed and so are our friendships. So accept Jesus' friendship and cultivate it. And then we model friendship to others. Well, we've learned today that friendship is based on give and take. Uh, And sometimes when we are in friendships and the other person just seems to be taking and never giving, we may want to just say, be done with that friendship. But then we're reminded about our friendship with Jesus, that we didn't contribute anything in our friendship with Him. And so we can actually model gracious giving. We can go beyond just giving back what we receive. We can give to friendships generously and graciously, the kind of giving that doesn't expect a return. But I think if you're in a friendship and the giving is all just one way, then you'll need to probably use your wisdom and kind of go, well, actually, is this a friendship? And that's a question you might need to ask of it because sometimes friendships do end. One kind of last thing as we finish. When you come into 7pm church, I think we do want friends here, don't we? We want, to, we want friends at church. But sometimes ha- having friends at church can be tricky. But the key thing is that when you come to church, you're actually not friends. You're more, and something deeper than that, you're brothers and sisters in Christ. And I think that's something actually important um, if you think you're going to be friends with everyone here, um, that's probably going to be you're either, uh, maybe crazily extroverted, and yeah, you can do that. Um, but to be honest, we can only kind of have 150 relationships going on. But what I want to say is that you can't be friends with, with everyone at church, but you have a common bond with everyone at church so that you can be friends because you have Jesus. Your common bond is a deep connection to Jesus. And so, uh, can I encourage you to go deep with a few here? Even though we see each other as primarily brothers and sisters in the church family, we need to be open to friendship in the church community. And you might have those relationships now and you might feel like that's enough, but I, can I encourage you to be open to others and open to, and don't ignore members of the church family here? And I think actually something beautiful might happen because you know what, what happens with family? You don't choose your family. You're kind of stuck with them, right? Oh, man, stuck with your family. But actually, this can be a really good thing because with such a diverse group of people, you're now open to friendship with, with people that you may not have ever thought, man, how could we ever be friends? But only because of Jesus we can be friends and that's a wonderful thing. So don't um, dismiss the diversity that you could experience and the difference and the richness of all that. But the, the difficult thing with it is that it may take risk. You need to put yourself out there. Risk to be vulnerable with one another. Share your heart wisely. Let people in. And look, even if you share your heart and you're rejected, the good news is that, remember, Jesus is your greatest friend and he will always let you in and he will never, never let you down and that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Let's pray. Our oh, Father in heaven, we, we thank you that you desire to be friends with us We thank you for Jesus, our friend. We can call him not only our Lord and our saviour, but our friend. And so, Father, we thank you for Jesus' faithfulness to us, his care of us, the way he will say the hard things to us so that we might change for the better. And so, Father, help us to keep cultivating that friendship with him, Uh, that we might grow in enjoyment and joy and delight knowing that Jesus is our friend. And Lord, help us to be good friends to others. Lord, help us to be willing to risk being vulnerable, putting ourselves out there. Help us to take good care. Give us love that seeks to want to speak in such a way as to build up our friends, even um, when it seems costly. Lord, please provide us with friendship, bless us with our friends and help us to keep growing, uh, modelling Jesus' great friendship. Amen.